Hey, I'm Pastor Dave. Welcome to the Lighthouse. We hope the Lord speaks to you today by his word. God bless. Walk in the Spirit, in the Holy Spirit, walk in the Spirit, uppercase S, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. So if your flesh and my flesh is in control, in control is in charge, it will be contrary to the Holy Spirit. So you might say, man, why do I have such struggles? It seems like I'm fighting against myself. And you basically, we do fight against ourselves if our flesh is allowed to have control. And so this is why... It says in Galatians 5, 24 and 25, it says, And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. So this aspect of crucifying the flesh. And Jesus said, daily take up the cross. Deny yourself, your own efforts, and take up the cross daily. Follow me and follow me. And so this thing of daily, and that's why Paul says, hey, I've been crucified with Christ. I'm crucified with Christ, even though Paul is writing in Galatians, in Galatians, he's probably writing a good 20, 30 years later, after the crucifixion, he says, I'm crucified with Christ. He's saying, well, hey, he, he wasn't even there at the crucifixion. And yet here Paul is saying, I'm crucified with Christ, and it is done spiritually, it is done by faith daily, just acknowledging that's why we have communion. The communion is a reminder. Remember who Jesus is and what he did for you on the cross so that you can live daily. Crucify the flesh. You, will not, you and I will never be able to overcome our own flesh when it's alive. And that's why you crucify your flesh daily. So daily, you make just, you, what, you say, Pastor, what does that mean? Daily, there's a, a recognition of who Jesus is and what he did for me on the cross. And so it's a confession of faith. In, in 2 Timothy, I think it's chapters 2, verse 11 and 12 and 13, it talks about this is a faithful saying. If you have died with the Lord, you will live with him. If you endure, if you hang on to that, you will reign. So this thing, it is by faith that we die daily, and it's a, it's, it's a statement of faith. Lord, I'm dying with you. I'm dead in Christ. Praise God. And with it, it's the part, that, the same part that died on the cross with Jesus was the flesh. His body died. His spirit and soul did not die, but his flesh died. That our flesh would be crucified daily. Praise the Lord. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Verse 25, if we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Praise God. If you want to live, you, you've been made alive in the spirit. Let us also walk in the spirit in the power of the Holy Spirit. The last thing it says, the wisdom that does not come from above is demonic. In Ephesians 6 verse 12, it says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, and against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. It's like, yeah, after the battle's done, 
I'm still standing, taking up the whole armor of God. And if you read through the following verses, we recognize that Jesus is every part of our armor. He's basically our armor. Jesus Christ and what he did for us on the cross is our armor. And above all, taking the shield of faith, whereby which every fiery dart is quenched. That faith in Jesus Christ and who he is to me and what he did for me on the cross. He is my armor and every fiery dart of the enemy will be quenched. Can't get through that shield of faith. So we take up Jesus Christ and what he did for us on the, cro on the cross by faith. Revelation 12, verse 11, re regarding the demonic wisdom, they overcame him, Satan, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death, not even in the face of death. It's like not even death can hurt me because we overcome. We overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. My testimony is Jesus Christ and him crucified. It's as simple as that. Dave, what's your testimony? Jesus Christ and him crucified. Simple. And I hang on to that daily. That's the wisdom that is able to overcome the wisdom from above, the one that came and died for us. And we overcome by his finished work on the cross. So the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy. Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Lord, that I have peace with you, that I have peace with my fellow man and with the, the others. And I so want the righteousness, you're the fruit of righteousness, and so I do, I, I sow it in peace as I make peace with those around me. All right. So we have these obstacles that were there to overcome in that day when they were trying to build a temple. And the Lord said to Zechariah, he said, this is a word of the Lord to use Zerubbabel, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you shall be become a plain. So the obstacle is going to be removed. In this case, back then, it was the decree of a king. So after, after Cyrus, his, grand, or his son, was in power, and then after his son, there was another king in power, and it wasn't until Darius, so th that third, the second king after Cyrus says, you're not going to build the temple because the people from, or the, the people that were opposing in Jerusalem took a letter. They went to that king and the king says, you're not going to, you're not going to continue to build the temple. And then it was Darius. When he became king, the decree came, went out that they could be, continue to build the temple. Praise God. By the might and power, not of, of our own flesh or wisdom, but by the Holy Spirit, the mountains in our life can be removed by his spirit, by his spirit, by his power. They can be removed. All right. You mentioned, I mentioned Haggai. 
And today, I, I just want to, uh, once again, seeing how far I get, I just want to entitle this section, uh, Are There Holes in Your Wallet? How many figure, man, it seems like I'm working, and there's, there's always, there's a hole. It seems like the money is being lost. Are there holes in your wallet? So, let me... Let me have you get a wallet that doesn't have holes for the ladies to get a purse that doesn't have holes in it. So, just a, a little background on Haggai. With the Babylonian exile in, in the past, so the 70 years they were in exile, they were out, out of Jerusalem and they were in Babylon. And um, so it was past now. There was a, a newly returned group of Jews back in the land, and the work of rebuilding the temple can begin. However, 16 years after the process is begun, the people have yet to finish the project, for their, their personal affairs have interfered with God's plans. And so Haggai preaches a fiery set of sermonettes. It's only two chapters long, designed to stir up the nation to finish the temple, and he calls the builders to renew to renewed courage in the Lord, renewed holiness of life, and renewed faith in God who controls the future. So let me just read, and once again, I'm going to watch the time, so I may not finish, but um, we'll see how far we get. So from uh, Haggai chapter, chapter 1, verse 1, and I just want you to keep in mind here, we're talking about holes in our wallet. Holes in our wallet. And we're talking about that which would hinder, basically, the blessing of the Lord in our life. And God's will from being accomplished. And f the, the temple of God, for us to be the temple of God. Listen, you might say, well, who, why would I want to be the temple of God? I'll tell you. If God is for us, who can be against us? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. If I'm not allowing for me, for myself to be built up, I'm not allowing the things of God in my life, there's going to be consequences that are detrimental to me and also will impact those around me. So, uh, let's just read uh, from chapter 1, verse 1 of Haggai. In the second year of King Darius, in the sixth month, on the first day of the month, and this is just recognizing the Jews did not have a king. This king was not a Jewish king. He was a Persian king. Or he might, he might have been the Medes at that point. But basically, the Jews were not in control. So here, it's the second year of King Darius in the sixth month, on the first day of the month. The word of the Lord came by Haggai, the prophet to Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and, the jo and to Joshua, the son of jo Jehozadak, the high priest saying, so you had the governor, Zerubbabel, you have the high priest, Joshua, and the word comes to Haggai, to them, thus speaks the Lord of hosts, saying, so this is what the Lord is saying, this people says, the people are saying, the Jews are saying, the time has not come, the time that the Lord's house should be built. They're saying, 
The house of the Lord should not be built. That's what the people are saying. This is the evaluation of the Lord on the people of the Lord. Saying, we, we don't want the temple to be built. This truly is a serious indictment. Can you imagine the Lord saying, you really don't want me to be a part of your life? That's his evaluation. There needs to be a building up of the temple of the Lord of who we are individually and also collectively. There needs to be a work. I'll tell you, if the church is not being built up and allowing God in to have God be a part of our lives here, even corporately, I'll tell you, the church will head downwards. And I'm not talking the building here. I am talking about who we are as a body of believers, a local body of believers here. We need to allow the Lord to come into our lives, that there would be a building up of who we are in Christ. And here the Lord is saying, the people are saying, the time has not come, the time that the Lord's house should be built. That's not good. So the problems hindering this, the, the temple from being built or another uh, uh, way to look at it is, is there's a hindering our spiritual growth to become more and more like Christ, built on that foundation of Jesus Christ, our faith on him, but that we would become more and more like him. There needs to be a building up of the temple of the Lord, our temple of who we are individually and also corporately together. So here are some of the problems. So verse 3. Then the word of the Lord came by Haggai the prophet saying, Is it time for you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses and this temple to lie in ruins? So the Lord is now speaking to Haggai and he's saying, It's a question. Is it time for you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses and this temple to lie in ruins? From this statement, what's, what's the issue? What's the problem? Anybody? Is it time for you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses in this temple to lie in ruins? So you got your own house finished. What are you doing for the Lord? Okay, anybody else? Okay, you're too busy. You're doing other things. It's time for you yourselves, your time. Okay, anything else? So the people are sidetracked by themselves, their issues, their goals, their desires. They're sidetracked by having the good things of life, perhaps, pursuing the good things of life. When it comes to the spiritual things, there's a neglect. So it's about 
taking care of our, more so our flesh than our spirit. We're taking care of, of that which is for self, for our own pleasure, and not taking care of the temple of the Holy Spirit. This temple lies in ruins. So the temple of who you are is lying in ruins. To feed our body spiritually. Does anybody know what, what is, what is uh, the word of the Lord referred to as? the bread of life. There's this aspect of, of the word of God to us is, is actually Jesus, the bread of life. His word to us. When he, Jesus, when he was here on this planet, how did he speak? How did he speak to the, the masses? He, he spoke by what? He spoke by parables. And, and his disciples actually questioned him. It's like, how, how come you speak in parables? Why don't you just say what it means? One of the very first parables that was given was about the sower and the seed. And so he tells all the, the people, the, the thousands that were there, he gives this illustration of the sower went out to sow a seed. You remember, some fell on the, the hard ground pathway and the fowls came and took it. Some fell on stony ground and there's a plant that shot up but the roots couldn't go deep because of the stone and when the sun beat on it, it withered up. And then some seed fell in where? The fourth thing that was mentioned was the good soil but before the good soil, it fell in thorny ground and it says the thorn choked out the plant and there, so that there was no fruit on that plant. And the last uh, soil that this, uh, the seed fell in was the good soil. And it shot up and it brought forth 30, 60, and 100 full fruit. Okay, done for the story now. And so it was done. His disciples came to him and said, tell us what it means. And he says, there's the key right there. Those that have ears to hear, let him hear. There would be an understanding that you receive to understand. He says, so let me tell you what it means. And then he goes through the parable to explain it. To be a hearer of the word to grab, to receive the word, accept the word, so that it can bring forth fruit in our life. James also says that we're not just hearers of the word, but doers of the word. So it's not just a matter of hearing, say, oh yeah, that's a, that's a nice parable, but that we would begin to do what the Lord would have us do. It's interesting, we heard this on uh, Sunday before. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls, James 1.22. Receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls, to lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness. 
And he goes on, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. So Haggai 1 verse 5 says, Now therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. So in verse 3 and 4, he's saying, it's time for you to, is it time for you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses and this temple to lie in rules and ruins? He says, consider your ways. Look at yourself, examine yourself, and consider what the way you're living, is it working out? Is it working out? You have paneled houses, and the temple of the Lord is in ruins. And you're living in, t in paneled houses, and let's see how it's working out for you. Now he says, you have sown much and bring in little. You eat, but do not have enough. You drink, but you are not filled with drink. You clothe yourselves, but no one is warm. And he who earns wages, earns wages to put into bag, a bag with holes. To put into a bag with holes, into a wallet where the money's falling out. So you're working, and it's just going out. It's not, it doesn't have any eternal value. Think about it. Now listen, the fruitfulness or lack of fruitfulness, the fruitlessness, is not so much in regards to material things. It, it basically has to do with their, their priorities. So they're putting the wrong things first. They're, they were focused on material things but not the things of the Lord. If you want holes in your purse, in your wallet, think about the material things. Seek after the material, material things. Seek after the things of this world. Let all your, your goals that are for self, let them come first. So, even as you sow much, you bring in little. Lots of work, but little to show for it. You eat, but you don't have enough. There's never enough. You need more. I need more. You drink, but aren't filled. You're not ever satisfied. You're clothed, but no one is warm. You're clothed, but there's no covering. It seems like I'm, I'm, I'm naked. You earn wages, but put into a bag, but it's put into a bag with holes. Everything you're done, you're doing, it's just like it's, there's no impact. So consider your ways. And this is the beautiful thing where, where Jesus says, repent and believe in the gospel. And we come into the kingdom of God. Let's not turn away from the kingdom of God. Let's not go back to the things of this world. Let's not go back to the things that are material, materially, uh, or they're there to, to satisfy our flesh. When Jesus came to this planet, he was preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, the time is fulfilled. The time, consider your ways, consider where you're at. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Change your focus, change your priorities. 
from the materialistic to the, the spiritual, from the things that are tempo, temporal to the things that are lasting. Examine where you are at, your day-to-day -day lives. What is it focused on? What is your life focused in on? What, is the prior, what are your priorities? I'm not saying that you shouldn't work, but what else are you doing? Sure, we need to work. But what are your priorities? Is it, is it building a material house? Are we, are we working for things that won't last, that are temporal? Or are we working to build up the temple? And verse 8, the Lord says, Go up to the mountains and bring wood and build the temple, that I may take pleasure in it and be glorified, says the Lord. Is our life about... Bringing joy to the Lord, that he is glorified, so that the temple is built up. Lord, I'm going to focus in on building up this temple. Lord, what is it? What are you speaking to me? I want to hear your word. I'm going to read your word. I'm going to hear your word. I'm going to be in the house of the Lord. I'm going to take in, and I'm not just going to be a hearer of the word. I'm going to begin to do your word. When the Holy Spirit may come and convict, that I would heed the conviction of the Holy Spirit in my life. That when he says, don't do this, I'm not going to do it. When he says, do this, I'm going to do it. I'm going to follow the ways of the Lord. I'm going to follow the Lord. If our priorities are in the wrong thing, it will come to, to little. You looked for much, but indeed it came to little. And when you brought it home, I blew it away. You might say, for the Christian that is struggling, listen, if you're struggling as a Christian, and I'm not saying that we won't have difficulty, we won't have problems, but there are times where we are not doing the right things and we're just, we're, we're just saying, oh, it's not that big a deal. And we continue on in it and the Lord is blowing. It's not Satan that's stealing. It's, the, it's, it's God himself that is blowing these things away. And the reason, one of the reasons as we go on, it was the Lord is basically saying, I wanted you to be in a place where you say, man, why is this happening? Why are we in this state? And that you would turn back to me. That was the intent of God. And sometimes we say, well, it's the enemy that's taking these things away. But rather, it's not the enemy. It's the Lord saying, I am blowing away the things in your life because you are not where you should be at. Because the, the, the things of the temple are not being built up. The temple being, us being the temple, the temple of the Holy Spirit, the temple of God. Lord, are there things that are distracting me from your presence that I may take pleasure, that you may take pleasure in us and be glorified in us? Lord, are there things that are, are having us go off track? You looked, we looked for much, but indeed it came to little. And when you brought it home, I blew it away. Why? We're sidetracked and we're missing the blessing that comes with that which is eternal. Why, says the Lord of hosts, because of my house that is in ruins while every one of you runs to his own house. You run to your own things. I'm going to do my own things. Lord, I don't need the, that which is of you. I don't want, I, I really don't want, it's just, just, it's too much, too hard, Lord. 
and the house goes to ruin. And we run apart to our own house, apart from God, distracted by the things of this world, perhaps, of, of, of our own self and our own flesh, and even at times being influenced by demons, demonically, as believers. The wisdom that it doesn't come from above, where the Lord would say, hey, fix up the house, and rather it's like, no, I'm going to grab a hold of the things of this, of this world, of my flesh, and of that which is of demonic influence. So the blessing of the Lord stops in our life. And instead we get the chastisement of the Lord. You know what? You might say, man, chastisement? I don't like it. I don't like a, 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 a whooping. I don't want a whooping. Anybody got whoopings when you're younger? It's like, oh my goodness. But it's for our good, for our correction, as we are, ch the, the chastisement of the Lord, as it says in Hebrews, is for our benefit. The chastisement of the Lord is for our benefit. Correction is good when it comes from the Lord. Therefore, the heavens above you withhold the dew, and the earth withholds its fruits. For I called for a drought on the land and the mountains, on the grain and the new wine and the oil, and whatever the ground brings forth on men and livestock and all of the labor of your hands. I'm the one that brought the drought because you're not in the right place. You're not in the right place. So this word was being given to the people. So Haggai is speaking this word to the people. Zerubbabel was there. Joshua, the, the high priest, the son of the high priest, and the remnant of the people. What does it say in verse, verse 12? Now I'm going to close right on this verse because it's a good place to end. It says, Then Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, and, the jo and Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest, with all the remnant of the people, obeyed the voice of the Lord their God and the words of Haggai the prophet, as the Lord their God had sent him, and the people feared the presence of the Lord. And there's, there's another number of things that are mentioned going on. But this is, this in a nutshell is where we need to be at. Lord, I'm hearing what you want to do in my life. I'm recognizing the chastisement. I'm recognizing there are things that you want me to change, and I have not changed. I've made excuses. And it was about catering to my flesh. It was about catering, having there be a feeding into my flesh. And I'm at a place, I hear what you are saying. I'm, I'm recognizing as I consider my ways, I consider what's been happening, I recognize this is not good. The place I'm at is not good. And so there's a humbling of self before the Lord, and there's an obeying the voice of the Lord and the words of Haggai the prophet, prophet as he's speaking the words of the Lord to them. And he's saying, we hear you, and we're going to obey your voice. And between Haggai and Zechariah, the temple was 
the work began on the temple again. Now it took, I believe it took 49 years or 42 years. I think it was 42 years. No, it was 49. Seven times seven weeks. So 49 years of actual building to rebuild the temple, which took over the, the a span of, I don't know how many years, probably over 100 years. So they'd start and stop, start and stop. That we would not make the same mistake as them. We say, okay, I'm going to start, I'm going to stop. Lord, I just surrender to you. I like what it says in Romans 12, verse 1 and 2, where, where Paul is saying, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, sacrifice unto God, which is your reasonable service. That's the least that we can do. Lord, I just give myself to you. Have your way in my life. Speak into my life. You tell me. You're in your word, your word, you speak to me, I will do what you say. I will follow you. If there's things that I need to stop, I will stop the things that need to be stopped in my life by your spirit. I just go ahead, have your way in me. It says, don't be conformed by this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may know what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Lord, I just give myself to you that your will would be accomplished in my life. Listen, I'm not saying that there won't be difficulties along the way. There is going to be difficulty. But as we allow the Spirit of God to, to do that work of change in us, as we heed his word and as we do his word, there will be a blessing in our lives 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold in our life. And that blessing will not be just for us. It will not be contained by just, let's just say, there's, there's blessing that flows from us to others. That we can bless others. It's like one of the, the, the most exciting things for me is when I am able to impact somebody else's life. And especially when it's around God and for God and that salvation would come to a person's life. That's probably the, the most exciting thing that I can do, that one-on-one -on -one with somebody to lead them to Christ. So exciting. That that would be the case for us, Lord. I want the, your blessing as I just surrender, as I, I'm obedient to you, as I, I repent of my sins, the paneled houses. Lord, let me get my priorities straight. Listen, folks. Jesus is coming soon. I'm not saying that you're not a believer, but if there's things that need to be straightened out in your life, straighten them out. And if there's things, listen, before he gets, comes back, that we would be doing, running the race well, that, that there would be some amazing things happening, not just on us, but through us to impact others. We still have time. As long as we're breathing, we still have time to make things right and to get on track. And that we would do that. Praise the Lord. So I want, I want to encourage you. Even in this. This was a rebuke of the Lord. That came through Haggai. To the people. 
and they responded in the right way. Let me read again. They obeyed the voice of the Lord their God and the words of Haggai the prophet as the Lord their God had sent him. And the people feared the presence of the Lord. There was an honoring and a respecting and an, and an obedience to the Lord. That is the best thing that can happen to us for the blessing of the Lord to come, not my will. Not my will, Lord, your will be done in our life. Can we stand together? So in the time that we have left here tonight, I just want to pray. But I'm going to pray for myself, for us all, perhaps. And that there would be an agreement in this prayer. All right? Lord, I, I come before you. And the things of the temple... Lord, my own will, my own flesh desires my own, my own will to be done, my, th my things to be done, Lord. And so I, I confess that. Lord, it's, it's apart from you. My flesh desires things that are not of you. So, Lord, I, I confess and I pray that by your spirit, my flesh would be crucified daily. Lord, let my flesh be crucified. Let the old man, the old nature, the cravings, Lord, let the, them all, let there be a crucifying of flesh. These things are being done and in a way with. Lord, that I would not seek after the things of this world, but Lord, I would seek after, your, after what is pleasing to you and is of, of your will in my life. So forgive me where I've, I've chased after the things of this world. Lord, I ask for forgiveness, even for the demonic element that would come to attempt to influence and perhaps will have influenced in my life. And Lord, I just pray that every foul spirit and every demon that would influence would be removed from me, from us at this time. Lord, in Jesus' name, that every spirit of fear, every spirit of addiction, every lying spirit, every spirit of infirmity, in Jesus' name, that all influence will be cut off and shut off right now in Jesus' name. By your stripes and by your shed blood, we overcome Satan by your finished work on the cross. It is finished. It is done once and for all. Lord, we make a confession of faith in you. Lord, that there would not be any ungodly influence in our life. Lord, in any area, Lord, in the things that, that are maybe perhaps even done in secret, Lord, that everything would be removed in Jesus' name. Every influence, every demonic influence removed right now in Jesus' name. Anything, Lord, I pray there would be a renouncing of anything that is of the flesh, that is anything is of self, every, anything that is anything of this world. 
anything that is demonic, Lord, we renounce it right now. Things from the past that may be clinging, Lord, they would be removed right now in Jesus' name. And Lord, we come to you, I come to you, and I submit to your lordship, and I surrender my will to your will, Jesus. Your will be done in my life. Your will be done in our life, Lord Jesus. Lord, we pray that there would be nothing that would distract us as we finish the race. That we would look to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Who went to the cross for us, despising the shame, you died for us. So that we can overcome. And Lord, we declare our victory is in you and through you. Lord, right now, that every bondage is broken. Every addiction is broken. Every thing of the flesh is crucified. Lord, every chain, every fetter, every cell, every cage that we've been put in, Lord, every fetter broken, every door opened right now, Lord, as we confess our sins before you. Lord, that there will be life, fullness of life in Jesus' name. Let the fullness of life Lord, the temple was where you would reside. Lord, I pray that there would be an overflow of, of your spirit and of your presence, that the glory of God would overflow in our lives. Lord, that others would be impacted by that, that overflow of your glory, of your spirit, of life flowing from us. And Lord, even as you have given us life, Lord, that we will allow for life to flow from us. And the decision that we make today, Lord, that it will have impact today. The decision that we make today will have impact tonight and to, during the night and tomorrow morning and the next day and the next and the next and the next week, Lord, and the next month until your return, Lord, the decision we've made today will have impact in our life because we will move and operate in the, in the power of your spirit as your presence is in, your, in our lives, in this temple, as we choose to begin a work of rebuilding the temple or that temple that needs to be built, Lord. The foundation of Jesus Christ is there, but Lord, that we would build on it. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, I pray that you would receive all the glory and honor and praise in our lives. We give you all the praise and the glory and honor, Jesus. Everyone says, amen, amen. God bless you. Hey, thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the sermon. Just want you to know you can find full live stream services on our website, lighthouseniagara.com.